You're listening to Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas. My next guest is somebody I've known for 22 years. Um, we first met in 1996 when we were looking for a service provider to install state-of-the-art cameras at Bedford Center. I, at the time, was the security manager for Standard Bank Property Fund Managers, which at the time owned Bedford Center. And we just had a massive incident there, um, huge loss of life in respect of an armed robbery. And we were looking for service providers to bring us the latest technology. And that's how I met Bill. Um, Bill Sandham at the time had a company called Cam Era. He still has that company, Cam Era. And all these years, he's stayed way ahead of technology by introducing technology into South Africa that is really, really helping in the fight against crime. Bill, welcome to Confidential Brief. Welcome. Thank you so much. Bill, it's, it's quite strange. I hadn't seen you in 22 years. Now I've seen you twice in a matter of weeks. Mm. That's quite bizarre. Yes, but what a pleasure. Hey? It's all about keeping it live, keeping keeping the connection going. Bill, before we go into detail about um, your latest um, venture with regards to, to using um, closed-circuit um, television as an aid in fighting crime, let's talk more about you. Mm. Um, I met you 22 years ago. Um, when did you come to South Africa? So I came here in 1992. Okay. And I actually came on holiday and uh, I discovered many things about the country and one of them there was a yellow shiny thing in the sky that created heat of course (laughs) being from Wales we hadn't seen much of that so we googled that and we found that was the sun Uh, you had uh, google uh, in 90 92 no I was just throwing that in (laughs) well picked up but yes uh, the country is phenomenal I went around Cape Town then down to Belito and I really really Loved the country, went back to the UK, closed all the business uh, that I had there, and I came and started Camera here, in, uh, which was then 93. Um, many of my listeners have fond memories of Black Steer in Yeovil. Tell us what happened when you were out here on holiday and you happened to land up at the Black Steer in Yeovil. Oh, gosh. So uh, if anybody's ordered a rack of ribs, you'll know exactly what I'm going to say. So basically, uh, my uncle and my cousin, uh, Robert, uh, took me out for my first supper in Africa. They took me to the Black Steer in Yeovil, and I ordered, uh, they said, just bring him ribs. So the waiter came with the, the wooden board, you know, with the two stacks of ribs on. So I took the knife uh, off him and cut off four little ribs and put them on my plate, and I give him the thumbs up to say, thank you so much. And they're all looking at me saying, no, Bill, it's all for you. <laughs> That's when I realized that it's different here. So South Africa for you was, was a land where, where things were different. Um, I suppose yes. it was a land of opportunity. It was a land of milk and honey. Yes. Is it still like that for you? Um, no. Um, I think that the, the opportunity is bigger. But um, it depends which side of the BEE curtain that you're sitting so that does affect that does affect your outlook in business on your your classification because of the the point scoring system but the the crime is obviously way ahead of where it was when i first came here the technology is way ahead the opportunities are really there but uh we do have issues if you have if you're a white owned business uh, the reality is that you need to then align to to then get your scoring in par. 
or to perhaps come up with a, with another venture yes. um, such as this. I want to get to your, your latest venture a little bit later in the show, but I want to mm. first talk about some of the projects you were involved with. Obviously, when I introduced you, um, I mentioned that you came and you pitched for the work at Bedford Centre, and you awarded that work. Yes. Um, we gave you the very first contract we, we gave out for um, a, a very sophisticated camera system, which in retrospect today was not that sophisticated. We're talking in those days, I think we had two multiplexes um, of 16 cameras per multiplex. We had 32 cameras running. You guys designed a brand new control room for us. And for us, what was absolutely state of the, uh, uh, state, 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 state um, of the, help me here. Art. State of the art in in um, 1996 is no longer state of the art. So, what other projects did you work on after that? What are the projects you you most proud of? Well, I think that uh, the one that gave us the biggest challenge was the um, the nuclear plant in uh, Pelindaba. That was uh, that was quite an uh, astonishingly large, and uh, just to put it in the ground took nearly a year. Um, down in Richards Bay, we pretty much sowed the market up there with large industrial systems. Um, a lot of it focused on perimeter, the perimeter being the hardest of all incidences to get the early warning and to capture on time because how do you know there's somebody there? So, so when, yeah. I call you, when I call you a mm-hmm. foremost expert, I'm, I'm not joking. You, you're installing systems for major banks. You're installing systems for key points, such as the Pelindaba nuclear plant mm. um, near Harabiaspurt, and, of course, massive industrial sites. Um, what about on the, on the residential side? Did you get involved with that, or was that not really your target market? No, it wasn't. Um, the commercial retail industrial space was my speciality. The domestic market was uh, was then uh, we kept that at, at an arm's length. We did executives by demand. Now with the technology we have, then we're open season. Everybody that has a crime issue fits into the new Camira model. I remember just after your system was 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 implemented at Bedford Centre, we had advised our tenants of this great new. Um, system and obviously we had a great relationship with the local media, but some people obviously weren't following the local media, etc. And we had a break in one of our our retail clients, which was a beauty salon, stored some of their equipment on the first floor of the office tower, and um, they were broken into. But it was an inside job because they knew the code, etc. And the very next day, going through the camera footage, we had these clear. Although staggered, because in those days it was a sixteenth of a of a frame, because there were sixteen cameras that was recorded of a second, so it was a sixteenth of a second. We had these two chaps walking out in full view of the cameras, not realizing new cameras had been installed, carrying branded boxes of the product that that they had stolen. And when we confronted them, they denied it categorically. But we were very sophisticated, so we thought and we'd printed out these images from the from the CCTV, and of course we got confessions on that. And that's just how bizarre it's been for me to see the growth of technology from then until now. Because for us to be able to have printed out those stills and to be able to show the suspects, and we now when one watches television and sees these videos, these crime stories, um, programs on reality TV where they show dash cam footage or body cam yes. footage, it's grown in an incredible way. And you've kept up with that. Are you bored with the industry? Well, the industry has the needs for the public have completely changed. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an, uh, an example. Back in the 1980s when I got into the industry, 
putting up a surveillance system was deemed as, mm, let's put some cameras in and scare them. So there was, there was for a short while, a, a deterrent effect. Things are completely different now. The perception is different out there, and the demand is out there. So, so one has to actually not tell the client what they need. One has to ask the client what they expect and then match that exactly to the right system for them, if that makes any sense. Have we moved into an era of, of what was predicted in the famous book 1986 where we now have Big Brother breathing down our neck? You come from the United Kingdom. London has got one of the biggest camera networks in the world. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, um, in fact, China have, have been the forefront of of rolling it out because the government supports this so you cannot walk down certain streets in fact pretty much anywhere without the facial recognition tracking your your motion automatically facial recognition was perfected there and uh, and you can leave your home at 607 in the morning they will know which traffic light which road where you got in, where you got out, where you parked, how long it took. They have all this data on, on every single resident of that town. And if they don't pick up the face, that face is flagged and they can be approached by the police. Is that being abused? I've heard stories where if somebody spits in the street or, or litters in the street, they replay that on big screens around the city to name and shame those individuals. So it's not just being used for crime prevention, but also seems to be getting used to keep people in line. Yeah, I think I think the best use of it, uh, the name and shame is one thing, but I think the best use of it is the intelligence gathering. So, for instance, when you have street vendors, which aren't, which are not real bona fide street vendors, they have little packets of dust, etc., or they, or they're selling bullets or weapons, or they're exchanging knives, or they're just culminating in certain areas. That intelligence is absolutely vital for for knowing which areas when it's going to start what's coming and and gathering that giving that information through to the control rooms in Johannesburg Cape Town Cape uh, Durban and so on because that intelligence is kept then say, on tape and the clarity is nowadays excellent it's it's megapixel quality so no longer is there a blurred image of somebody we have various amazing enhancing techniques if you look at your cell phone you know there's little buttons you can press on yourself and you take a, a bad picture all of a sudden the picture's great so we have that in the back end of surveillance and that is helping everybody get to the, the the heat of the moment those camera filters that make a bad picture nice have caused a lot of sadness in online dating i'm sure <laughs> um china we mentioned um as being one of the uh, at the forefront of, of the use of, of camera surveillance but their zero tolerance for zero tolerance for crime extends way beyond the norm they're so bad with their zero tolerance that if somebody's charged with corruption found guilty and executed by a firing squad, they then harvest the organs of that individual and send a bull to the family mm. for the cost of that particular bullet. 
to shoot the man to basically execute him. So China, yeah, that's, that's, that's taking zero tolerance to a whole new level. We're halfway through the show. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about Bill's brand new product that you can become involved with and how you yourself can get out there and make a few pound marketing it. You're listening to Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas. Keeping it local, that was Johnny Clegg. What an incredible voice, what an incredible song. Uh, going to social media, good afternoon. Heard the interview online from Dar es Salaam about CCIN. Thank you for that. And that is from Khalil Mohammed. Khalil, thank you for tuning into our show all the way from Dar es Salaam. If you want to send us a message or any questions, you can WhatsApp us on 061-895-1019. That is the studio WhatsApp, 061-895-1019. You can tweet us at FM or you can SMS us on 34519. The SMS number again, 34519. SMSs are charged at one rand fifty per SMS. Talking to Bill Sandham from Camera, um, Bill has been at the forefront of camera technology in the fight against crime for many years since he came to South Africa in the early nineteen nineties. Bill, we've seen an incredible um, increase in the use of camera technology. We've now got police officers, security officers wearing body cams. Yes. We've now got people, even civilians, installing dash cams into their cars. And it seems like there's more and more television reality shows that make use of all of this. It was something unheard of in our day when I first met you. What is the evolution of camera technology? Where are we moving towards? You've spoken to us about facial recognition technology. We know how the American gaming associations in Las Vegas were at the forefront of that, along with the Israelis, along with the Chinese. And for different reasons, the the um, gaming associations was to prevent card counters and people who had been banned from casinos coming in. The Israelis do it from a purely security perspective. And the Chinese... To, to, to keep their state under control, but also it's a great commodity to export. What have you found in terms of technology and where have you yourself moved into the technological space in terms of the products you're now offering? Okay, on the positive side that the facial recognition is, is a big driver in the, in the global technology, specifically for surveillance, because people want information and they want it now. So who is in my building? Who is on the street? Where is that person? I want to know now. Just like you see on the Matrix and Jason Bourne movies. You know, they get onto the screens and they find people. So on the happy side of security, a couple of the astute banks uh, that I've, I've worked with, one of them, and for instance, they're now using the same technology. They're flipping it the other way. So as you walk into the bank, if... If you're in front of me, Chad, it'll say, hi, Chad, have you thought about a home loan? Okay. Then if I'm right behind you, a millisecond later, it'll say, hi, Bill, isn't it time you upgraded your car? Or do you need, a, do you need to talk to us about uh, car finance or something? So they're using the same facial recognition to profile you through your bank account and know you're in, the, you're in that branch right now. I don't like that. It's scary. I'm scared already. It's scary. What are you doing, Bill? What is your latest product? So I've actually, um, uh, I've been really blessed that an opportunity came my way from my mentor, Tace Lagrange. He came to me a couple of years ago and he said, this is coming. This is here. It's called Videofied. So we now have a, you could say, 
a four-in-one system. We have a security system to detect human presence, and it is off the grid. So we now have a system we can install that can run up to four years without ESCOM being involved. So if you just take that as a benefit, when I was involved previously with an armed response company. Well, what do you mean without Eskim being involved? So, for instance, we will, like we did yet, we did last week an uh, installation in Pretoria. We put the you, the cameras on gun poles. So you're off the grid? Completely off the grid. So off the grid means we put the panel, the keypad, the little camera heads. We put them wherever they are, whether it's a mine, whether it's a home, whether it's... Um, a pharmaceutical shop, a retail shop, it can be an office block, wherever wherever they want to know if there's early warning of any human presence, we put the system. In fact, right on the top of billboards on the motorway, you know those huge billboards? Mm. We put them up there. We put them onto the cell phone towers because they normally take the cables. So let me understand this. This is a passive system. This isn't something that people need to be monitoring 24-7 in a control room. This picks up if there's a threat and then goes live to a control room. Yes. Every single head has a, has a controller connected at a control room at the end of it. So, for instance, the phrase now is called black screen technology because it – the traditional surveillance is you have a control room with with the screens and you look at the screens and you're looking and you're looking with black screen technology the screen is literally black and when there's what we call an exception bang that incident and an instruction comes on the screen to say right this is chad thomas's home call do React this way. So we're not relying on the human factor that could doze off because of the boredom of watching an entire wall bank of cameras. Yes, that's that's absolutely spot on. Um, but there is another there is another benefit there. In South Africa, the, do you know what the current false alarm rate for intruder alarms is? No idea. Have a wild guess. Twenty percent. You've got to be kidding me. How come? So trees, bushes, hardy-dars, birds, dogs, cats, headlights, all these things are setting off badly designed, even some goodly, uh, properly designed security systems. Thunder, lightning. Anything that's deemed as motion okay. sets it off. So, so I'm, I've, seen it in, I've seen it in my own area. A guy responds to my property, doesn't know I'm inside, crouches down, gets into the position, reaches where you think he's reaching for a weapon, and he pulls a pen out, little yellow piece of paper, all good. So they're responding to nothing all day long. And people with real crime, real issues, rape, murder, robbery, are then waiting in a, in a, in a queue of incidents. We're going to take an ad break. We chatted to Bill Sand about the importance of having the correct reactive measures in place. You're listening to Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas. For the last couple of years, I've been a private investigator, and the only camera work that we've had is 
is covert surveillance of suspects, etc., where we believe crime is taking place. I've been out of the security game, per se, for a very long time now, and one of the last major projects I was involved with was with Bill, strangely enough, when he installed our very new camera network for Standard Bank Property Fund Managers at Bedford Center. But so much has changed since 1996, and Bill has now basically shared with us the biggest problems facing um, the industry, and that is the fact that there are so many false alarms and that people are not watching banks upon banks upon banks of of monitors because there's so much going on. What is the solution, Bill? So the solution is to get our product out there, and that's what I'd like to mention next is that we've, we are the only person or the only company that I know that has franchised the industry successfully. So, for instance, people that want to get hold of the product can not only just get hold of the product, they can be involved. They can have a business of their own, a bona fide franchise. The entire franchise model has just achieved its FASA recognition, which is the Franchise Association of South Africa. So, so it's been vetted by top professionals and attorneys as the right business model for people to get involved in. So you've taken your knowledge of 30-plus years mm. in closed-circuit television. You've taken it to the next level, yes. but you are no longer keeping it to yourself. You are inviting like-minded members of the public to become involved and to be able to market and make money from this particular product. Yes, it's actually consumed me personally for the last nine years, putting this together in a in a duplicatable business model that can be taken all over the country and for people that want their own business. So help me to understand this. Um, I am semi-retired. I've got a few rand. I want to have something that I can, I can still be actively involved in. It's going to take up not all of my time. It's going to be something that's going to give back to the community in that the people I'm helping to secure their homes can feel more safe, more secure. What do I get? Do I get an area? Do I get Do I get to go install cameras? What do I do? Because I, I, I don't know how to climb ladders and install cameras. That's, not a, that's all I do. Mm. And I also don't have the time to set up a control center. No. So help me to understand what the product actually is. Okay, so the, the business is based around the videofied product. The videofied product is the, is the off-the-grid security system, which is monitored, which I've just, uh, we just mentioned earlier. So now we're into the nuts and bolts of what is the business. So the business is you get trained on to, un, on to assess the risk of a premises, whether it's commercial, retail, industrial, or domestic. You get trained how to demonstrate the product. You get trained how to sell the product. And once you've done that, your job is complete, which means that all the procurement, invoicing, operations, call-out, service, repair, monitoring, 100% of all the stuff which is time-consuming and costly and can re, uh, result in great overheads taken away from you. You will actually need no staff, no premises. You can work alone. And yes, you do get a territory. Okay, so hold. Let me understand this. I don't have to go out, buy a bucky, buy ladders, understand the laying of cables, employ technical staff. Although I'm selling a camera solution, I'm not installing it. I'm not monitoring it. Absolutely right. So we've... If you break down even a company as big as Anglo-American, if you can picture that for a moment, it's a monster. And it's, if you break it down into its three fundamental aspects, 
It is administration and finance, bang. Operations and service, bang. Sales and marketing, bang. So our franchise model has the one leg, you could say, which is the sales and marketing. All the costly where you would need premises and staff is taken out. So the lion's share of the business on that model can go straight to the franchisee who actually goes out there and finds the client and grows his business. All right, so I'm, I'm in Porfada. I want to have a franchise. Do I have to now partner with a local security company so that they can give me use of their control room and they can do the armed response for me? Great question. That is a great that's, – I get that. I, I get that all the time, that question. But believe it or not – the rule still applies if you're in Pufada, Pufada Fontaine, wherever you want to, wherever you are coming from. Again, the operations are done for you by our service provider. The monitoring is done by our service provider. In fact, our technology partner in Pretoria, Mercado. So they have the largest dedicated videofied control room in the country. So let me understand this. You would have a centralized control room. Yes. If these cameras were in any way activated, they would be able to assess immediately whether it was a genuine activation or not, and they would then alert a service provider that they they have in that area. Yes. Not only now this is this is now a differentiator and people like differentiators or advantages in business. So, you know you currently pay an armed response fee? Now, that is an armed response fee based on responding to every alarm that goes off. Imagine now that the armed response company are only ever going to respond when there is human motion outside or at your premises. So, your, your monthly fee goes down dramatically. And what I like about this is that if I am in a small town... And there are one or two or three companies. I don't have to rely on their monitoring technology, nor do I have to rely on the fact that if Eskim goes down and their control room goes down, there won't be a feed. This is done through a national center, and that national center then deploys people on the ground in that particular region. Absolutely. Believe it or not, we're even monitoring systems in Dubai, in Ghana, from our control room because the distance is irrelevant when you're dealing with a cell call. It's a matter of seconds. So, yes, it's, it's national and the franchisee, all he has to do is go out and find the clients and advise them on risk. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to chat how people can get in touch with you and, more importantly, um, how they can become a part of this very exciting venture. You're listening to Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas. You're listening to Confidential Brief. My name is Chad Thomas. I'm in conversation with Bill Sandham from Cam Era. I love the name in 96, Cam, and a separate word, Era, because mm-hmm. it just showed how we were moving so fast into a new era of security. And I know it scared my security officers at the time. It scared a lot of armed response companies because they thought that the labor-intensive side would be taken away. They didn't realize that moving into a new era of camera surveillance was actually to benefit and to assist them in both being reactive and proactive. While we were off air, Bill showed me this um, document, which is the next evolution of his product, and that's also where a a remote um, controller, if they spot somebody on your premises, can instantaneously 
um, ignite a deafening noise. They can put fog in so that the person can't see, and they can even release um, pepper gas into that um, confined area. So that you call fight back? We, uh, yes, it's called fight back. And for some clients, we even we even speak directly to the intruders. We shout at them live and actually describe who they are, how many and what they're wearing. And that has an instant they turn around and they're gone. Well, I, I love the fact that after all these years, you and I could sit down again and you could describe to me, like you did in those days, all about new technology. When we sat down, we had antiquated cameras that um, worked on, on a switcher basis that only each mm-hmm. camera that was on would record mm-hmm. to one VHS tape. You came along with a multiplexer and showed us how we could, could record 16 cameras on a second of tape. And that was great. That was phenomenal 22 years ago. Mm-hmm. Never did I think that I could be sitting um, very far from home in a far-off land and my service providers could be gassing, um, deafening, and then arresting people that have come onto my premises. That's what we've got, and that is today. That's not the future. That is available today. So, Bill, how do people get hold of you? So, the best way is we've got a website, the Cam Era website. Uh, should I t- say yes, what it is? Yes, go for it. So, it's obviously Cam Era, C A M hyphen E R A dot C O dot Z A. So that will give you some research and some background into the business opportunity. And then there's a little tab says franchise, which is a full description of the, of the entity of the business. And at the bottom, there's an online registration. And there's a fascinating step three there, which is a psychometric test, which is 345 rand. Can I ask you this? Why would you want to become involved in something like this. If I'm Joe Public listening to the show today and I've been looking for a business opportunity, whether it's to open a corner fish and chip shop, whether it is to open up a business that goes out and fixes bumps in cars, or whether it's to become involved with a state-of-the-art technology such as this, what would you say to a potential franchisee why they should get involved in this? Right. So it's about having something for yourself and the most important thing is being part of a brand, a franchise brand, that you have something of value. It's called a legacy business model. So, for instance, every time that you get a, a client, you get a monthly income every single month for the rest of your business with that client with you. So it's not just a, a knock and drop, as, as, you, might, as you might think. And, and where the real value comes in, let's say, hypothetically, Chad, you bought a franchise for Camira in Santon. And then you decided to go and live in George. That's fine. So you can then sell that franchise. You can sell Camira George. uh, Sorry, Camira Santon. And then you can reside in George and you can have a business there. Exactly the same business, same branding, same technology. And you've got income coming there uh, from your Santon business. Well, you couldn't do that if you went on your own. How many territories are currently available? 144. And that's throughout South Africa? So far, yes. We, we are aligned with the SAPS uh, stations. Okay, so you work on a police jurisdiction as being a territory. Yes, it's exactly the way to do it. The reason is our system gets people arrested, and we need the police to come up and clean up after us. Give us those website details again. www.cam-era.co.za Bill, let's not leave it a, another 22 years. It was great catching up with you. 
our delight, absolute delight. Thank you, Chad. And um, come back and chat to us in the new year. Tell us what's happening with regards to the product. Tell us how it's working out there. And let's see if you've come up with something even more technological because I can't see us getting any more technologically advanced, but every single day I'm surprised just how things are happening. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That was Bull Era, uh, Bull Era, <laughs> Bull Sandum from Cam Era. I'm getting the two brands very mixed up. Bull Sandum from Cam Era, um, and he discussed with us the latest trend in camera technology. Next week we're going to be chatting to a lady about the dangers of human trafficking, and um, as we head towards the end of the year, we're going to be bringing more. Um, shows that you've asked us for where we're going to be chatting more to people about ways and means that you can get involved in fighting crime you can get involved in understanding the problem of crime in South Africa as well as other social issues that impact on each and every one of us have a great week ahead my name is Chad Thomas and you've been listening to Confidential Brief